Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition, an outstanding edition, a amazing edition of Conversations with Tara and Ryan. My name is Ryan McAniff. And I'm Tara Ballman. What's up, Tara? We're working on it. We're getting our little spiel together, right? The timing. So we're getting there. <laughs> and, do you, and do you want to introduce Julia or should I? I will let you do that since you're and host number one. So for now, we have Julia Yule. She is a senior real estate specialist out in the day the Diego down in the Diego of uh, of California and she is a firecracker in the NAIPC membership chair and we are going to be talking about real estate and the NAIPC Julia thank you so much for joining our podcast thank you so much Ryan I am very excited to be here I actually just came off of my chapter meeting here in San Diego California where it's still chilly, about 40 degrees, but we should get up to about 70 today. Just want to make sure everyone have, has a little bit of perspective of um, the temperatures here. It does get cold, but it, during the day it gets a little warmer. So when we talk about housing, um, it, it, it's a little different because we usually don't have snow on any of our sidewalks. Um, but we can Ryan, see yes. it on the mountains, right? We can see it in the distance. Yes, the yeah. Hopefully we can it's eight go degrees to the mountains in, in two hours. Right so I'm sorry. It's eight degrees in Massachusetts right now. So it, it the yeah, forty degrees. Um, <laughs> I have layers on. Look, it's chilly. <laughs> it's like it's like when my dad calls up and he's like, "It's cold. It's only in the fifties today," and you're just like, "Dad, you're in Florida. Stop complaining." You're like, "Go." Call me later. I'll call you in the spring when it warms up. So, anyways, we'll get get off uh, speaking about my dad. But um, you you are the I, I'm interested in talking with you because we're both membership. I'm the president of my club, but I really want to be membership, and I think that's going to be interesting to to chat about. And and so, but you are a senior real estate specialist, and just for um, since the beginning of the podcast, explain that what that is and kind of how that gets you involved with senior care and how you got involved with the NAIPC. Sure, thank you. So SRES is Senior Real Estate Specialist. It is a national designation from the National Association of Realtors. So that means you get to do uh, uh, schooling for that, if you will. And it's a lot about generational differences. It's definitely uh, about slowing down absolutely everything. I can tell you that it's many, many meetings with seniors usually before we get something done. Um, NAIPC is integral to every single um, person that I deal with because there's so many things. It's the move specialist. It's the contractors that can work with the seniors. Um, many times it deal with caregivers that are coming into the home uh, or we're, we're moving home. So we've also got to do that little piece right there. I, I got involved with NAIPC because a reverse mortgage specialist invited me to the group. She knew that I worked with a lot of seniors. And so that was an entree about three years ago. Um, to all of our chapters, membership is key right now. 
but what I would like to remind everyone is that when we're on our wonderful Zoom calls, because I don't think any of us are meeting in person right now, is to make sure that you know we pick up the phone, you know, get a Zoom meeting going uh, between our chapter meetings to better know people because probably not a lot of what's going to happen if you're just on a monthly Zoom call. So we all have to work at that, put it in the calendar, make it happen. I know for me, if it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen. It's just, there's a lot going on, shall we say. That's true. And it's so amazing, the level of talent and the people that we have um, in our membership, in our local chapters and across the country, one of the things that Ryan and I are finding is um, how amazing our members are and the level of passion they have for seniors. And I know I've gotten to know you a little bit better. You're just down the road. And um, it's always so nice to talk to you because I can always feel your passion for seniors and helping people. And it's really refreshing to um, be around people like you in our membership. So thank you thank for you. always being so positive. You're welcome. It is exciting. Um, one of the things that's really interesting, I was helping a senior last year move and she's just this really dynamic person and she's moving across a country to help her daughter and her granddaughter. And I asked her, because she had traveled and worked in different parts of the world, if you had a magic wand, where would you like to move? And she said to me, Japan. I said, hmm, tell me, tell me more about that. And she said, because there's, there's an extreme respect for elders. And this is a woman who, unless you knew her age and well into her 70s, that you'd think she was 50. And I really took that to heart because this was someone who I would have never imagined having that response. And so... Um, just with that one comment, I, I try to spend a little bit more time with, with all seniors. And, you know, we're, in the, we're still in the time of COVID and people are not getting out and about as much as they used to. Yeah, one of the things that we have coming up, uh, March 17th, if you're listening to this podcast afterwards, you can um, always go on the NAIPC TV YouTube channel, but you are co-hosting a session on senior living options for aging in place professionals. And I'm really excited um, for you to be co-hosting that with Annette Fields, who runs a memory center, um, memory care center out in Georgia and you're here in California and I'm excited to hear about all the different options and you know talking to you know the little lady who um, would love the Japanese culture I'm sure you could find an area for her to retire that has that influence so I'm curious to hear what all you have to share with us on the 17th Thank you. yeah it'll be Thank interesting. You. I know you were speaking with a night yesterday you want to give us any little hints on what you're going to share with us Sure. Well, I'm going to take kind of where you are in, you know, your own home. So it's a home you've either been in or you're accommodating the home or you're moving to a home that's a detached or a condo. And Annette's going to be taking, I will say, some of the options when you're looking into independent living in a community, uh, assisted living. Um, in different parts of the country, things are there, there are there are choices that are a little bit more common. For example, in San Diego right now, it 
is getting to be more popular to have someone in their home that wants to stay there but maybe can't afford 24-7 care to have a companion come in because they're afraid to be home at night or whatever uh, and stay. Um, and because the cost of living is so expensive here, that can be a plus for someone who may be wanting to stay in the area or be in a home. That's just a little example. Yeah, I'm seeing up here in Orange County a lot, the accessory dwelling units. Are you seeing that very much down in San Diego? Oh, lots of talk of them. I will tell you that we would like to place them everywhere, but we also have some restrictions right now with CCNRs and HOA. So we also have to deal with that. But yeah, it's super, super exciting. And it's what not just... Uh, I'll let Go you ahead, explain, Tara. Julia. You're the real estate specialist. So I'll let you talk about so it. So <laughs> it's, it's ADU, Additional Dwelling Unit. And so you can get one made and delivered for... I've seen in them, you know, eighteen to thirty-five thousand dollars. So it's a little, it's a unit you can place somewhere and have your own little home, tiny home, if you will. Um, I will, I'm, you, you know, this one of the biggest challenges when we're looking at in-home care, especially is just getting people on time. You know, traffic. I, I don't have a place to stay. Um, we would all like to pay our um, care people more money but there's kind of a cap on it so if we can help getting them more accommodating um home services ho home dwellings that would be great so it's a big conversation right now in san diego i can tell you yeah that's super interesting i mean that 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 makes a lot of sense in some respects and in others it, it uh it you know it, in, in Massachusetts, it's tough because in Massachusetts, if you have a live-in of more than five days in a row, that that by law is considered their uh, their legal domicile, and you can't just throw them out. You have to uh, give them uh, accommodations after the case ends for up to a month for them to be able to find. Uh, a place to stay. So uh, when you were talking about that, I was like, well, that's interesting. There's your month right there. It's literally where you've been for the last, um, for the last so, so much time. And then um, after that month is up, they can find a new place to live. And and then I imagine just as easily as that, uh, that, that building, we'll call it that tiny house is brought in, it can be very easily removed. So so I don't know all the ins and the outs yet. You know, legal, legal ease is still uh, of course. <laughs> being, being worked out. So whether someone is able to purchase that or if it's put on, you know, a bigger plot of land, but it is an option. And you know what? We all look for more options. And I know in Orange County, it's a big conversation. It is up here, yeah, and they're also um, lessening the restrictions of the housing restrictions. So, you know, the plumbing, you don't have to, I mean, you still have to have the plumbing and everything, but I'm understanding that it's not quite as difficult. So it'll be easy to see, or interesting to see how it all plays out. We'll have to continue to compare notes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so one of the questions I like to ask people that come on the show is, what is the one thing you wish someone would ask you that no one ever asks? Very good question. When working with seniors, so 
I find that people over 80 are very, they want to trust, but they're afraid. So getting, getting people to be comfortable saying, you know, this is what I truly want. Uh, I, I, I would like all of us uh, servicing our seniors to, to ask that, what, what, what do you truly want? That, that, you know, ask that question, what do you truly want and keep asking it? Because sometimes on surface, it's one thing. And then later on, you might find something very different. And when you know the real, the real answer, gosh, it's so much easier to, you know, help that happen. Yeah, it's I just got... experienced that. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, how did you just experience that? Uh, I have a client who has got some dementia. We've, we have in-home health care. Um, you know, she says, I only need once a week, you know, well, but we're afraid at night. Um, you know, just the reminders of, you know, getting out of your chair and going to bed, you know, because you get a much better night's sleep in bed versus, you know, your lazy boy chair. Um, and in the end, you know, I kept asking the question, well, she asked her caregiver, you know, can you kind of come live with me? Um, and at that point, she didn't even know that person's last name. So I uh, kind of had to remind her that maybe we need to put the brakes on things and, and review and remind it. It took a couple months to get all that in place. And I had to back paddle quite a bit before we could move forward. Uh, fortunately, everything's worked out, but um, it could have been a little easier, the transition. Yeah, those, those transitions are certainly difficult, especially, um, you know, in both our, our worlds, because, you know, if you're, if you're selling your house or considering downsizing or moving or whatever it might be, for, for many of those seniors, they've been in the, that house for such a long period of time. That's that's a, a huge change. And, and in in my world with home care, you know, I, I can only imagine how grumpy and angry I'm going to be when somebody tells me that I've got to have a, a, a caregiver in my house for eight hours a day, five days a week. Um, you know, and on top of that, doing very intimate things, and you don't really know that person very well. And that's a that's a change. And, and the reason I bring it up is that it, it can be very difficult to to get care to get seniors to agree to that. And sometimes it takes some digging to understand what the motivation is and what their concerns are, or where their their your their hesitancy is. I mean, granted, on a, on a uh, bird's eye view, yeah, privacy is an issue, you know, independence is an issue. We know those those big ones, but why is that an issue? What occurred that caused that that problem? And I found that um, in the when I haven't been successful, it's because we haven't been able to kind of hit the nail on the head of how do we kind of talk to this person. And then what, where we have been successful on the other side of that coin is when we've been able to find out what they really want. And then once we know that, then we can um, help them. And, and it would be great if they were a little bit more forward with what exactly they really wanted. <laughs> so also though, they, had been, they haven't been asked that question. Tara, Tara you know, what, what's one question you wish you've been asked? So one of the 
exciting things that um, we have on call going for us is that decades prior, we can have these conversations and keep asking, you know, compare notes. I tell people all the time in your forties, be com compare notes. How do you want to grow old? What is your, you know, what, what is your ideal and be able to express that. Some people don't, they want to live in a community. Other people want to stay in their home and that's the, where their memories are, et cetera. And if there's a room on a first floor, that's probably going to, we'll probably be able to make that happen. It's going to be more difficult if all the bedrooms are upstairs. Not impossible because we can do lifts and all that kind of stuff. But, but comparing notes is, it's amazing. And learning from each other and little, little things make the biggest, biggest difference. And I keep telling people, details matter. You know, nothing needs to be perfect but we do need to start with the conversation. Absolutely, I agree. And one thing um, to, to pivot a little bit, I wanted to kind of go back to one of the things you said that piqued my interest. You were talking about that conversation you had with a client that they wanted to go back to Japan and that they wanted to go to Japan because they treat their elders with uh, more respect and and with more dignity over there. And, you know, maybe this is a can of worms too big to open up in a, a little NAIPC podcast, but, um, you know, what do you see as some of the, the bigger issues with um, what we do here versus maybe in some other countries with dignity and, and uh, appreciation for the older population that is rapidly getting bigger and bigger by the day and by the week? So I'll do, I'm going to stick with what we can do here and now, and I'm someone that can talk very quickly, and the cadence, I, I really uh, pull back, I, I try to slow down my language. Anyone with uh, dementia, they, they are going to assimilate the language much uh, at a much lower rate, and you'll hear the question, what? Just repeat. You don't have to change it up. Just repeat and slow down you know when we're rushing I think our seniors um, they, they get anxious so you know taking our time more than what we usually do um, I also believe that because hearing is an issue um, we've all heard about uh, I heard this from our, cross, our local Costco. They used to replace a hearing aid maybe three or four times a month. But because of the masks now, they're, they're replacing that many a day. So can you imagine if someone's supposed to have their hearing aid in and they don't have it in now and they have a mask? That's difficult. I know that I ask what often in a store because I can't see someone's mouth. And I really work at Annunciation. My grandmother um, had very hard hearing and wrote and wore the hearing aids. I think it's also just the respect of having someone tell their story because it's an acknowledgement of who they are and what, and, um, what they've contributed to our human family. And uh, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, my my day is pretty planned out and it's kind of booked, you know, 
60, 90 minutes out. So I really try to leave a little bit of extra time with my seniors because when you listen to them and they can tell their story, they are happier campers. This is why San Diego is so lucky to have you as part of their group. I love just listening to you talk about things like that. And I know you're the membership chair down there. Do you want to share a little bit about your group and um, what you all are doing down there and your focus? I know sure. it's a little different. So, so correct. So I, uh, and Tara, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're all on Zoom right now. Yes. Correct? Okay. So there was, uh, you know, most of 2020, probably a good portion of 2021, we're all going to be on these Zoom calls. We just, we've recalibrated, if you will, how we present to our, um, our membership. I was, I kind of asked that we um, remind people how important our group is. First, as an education advocacy, I know that I am a better realtor because of the resources that I can refer out. Uh, I also know that when we collaborate and we compare notes, we get better ideas. And I just tell some people, just just start talking. Like you're gonna get, the, the, the neurons are gonna fire off and, and we'll get a better idea. So just, it's March, we've gotten uh, one or two new applications just in the last month. We've had three people that say they're going to join. License is a little bit of a difficulty. They're still working on it, but it's nice to have those people in the pipeline. And we've also made sure that Every meeting we reiterate a couple times, hey, please, there's probably one person that you'd like to have a conversation with. Pick up the phone, get a Zoom meeting scheduled. You know, you, you probably are, will be more knowledgeable, the both of you, when you get off the phone. Uh, and that, that's really important. Uh, also, I'm going to just uh, tell on myself. So Tara's been a, an excellent resource. Uh, I've been a member for NAIPC for three years. And um, I'm a neophyte when it comes to the national uh, website and what's available to members. So just a reminder to everyone who's on this, this call, make sure you know about <laughs> what's going on on the national side. Ooh. Yeah, we have a lot going on in that um, back office member click site for people. We have sample PowerPoint presentations and social media oh, templates. And I know that you are going to take some time in the meeting uh, each month there in San Diego to go through and show our members where everything is. So that'll be great. Yeah, thank you. And also, I one of the things I like about your um, meetings is you do case studies. Um, I don't yes. know if you do it every meeting, but do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I love that format. Um, we do. So interestingly, we, yes, we do those every meeting. So the Act 3 that's accessible on the national site, again, um, I, I send that out often. And I encourage people to look at it one or two pages at a time. When I speak to a group, and I'm talking about NIAPC, I focus on one or two pages um, that's it, because otherwise it's too much. I think it's 24, 26 pages. Um, but the case study that the presentation that Tara is referring to is we've got five pillars. So 
we the woman who spoke today, she's actually she was a case manager and she had permission from a client to put a photo, which was really nice. And then she actually went through all pillars and explained them where the challenges were, uh, what needed to happen. Um, this woman had tremendous anxiety where she had moved and um, the case manager helped assess medication. And then she ceased driving for a period of time. And after the medications were changed up, looked at her diet, um, she wanted to drive again. And the case manager said, what if we do this you know, together? So drove with her and was able to start driving. And where we live in Southern California, there are a couple of organizations that are excellent at helping our seniors get from point A to point B, but there's more like uh, doctor's appointments or you know, the event that was going on at the Jewish Center before COVID, not maybe going to a family members. So transportation is huge. And San Diego's public transportation is literally non-existent minus a very few buses that go from, you know, one end of the city to the other. So it's big. So it's a conversation that we always have to have. And hopefully we have a couple of different services that only serve seniors. So they're, you're very confident about that. Um, or uh, also we have, um, excuse me, I, I, I digress. Um, my son just walked in. Um, and the other piece was the social side. So socially, how do you, you interact when we, we've got COVID? And, and so the case manager put in place a couple of meetings where she could go or she could Zoom. And it, it was life-changing, just huge. And so she presented, it was only about 20 minutes. And then other people chimed in about how they could help or what would be added or, or specific piece that they liked about the presentation. For example, um, one person talked about how she thought that the, the case manager worked well with the living community and slowly integrated her in, not just you move in and now you've got to meet these new people. Those are little details that make a huge difference. And it also gives an opportunity then for people to collaborate and hopefully work to better work together better. Yeah, I love that. And then, then uh, you go to the senior centers to do the educational piece when you can go in person, right? Yes. So your meetings are focused on these case studies and professional resources, and then you educate seniors through the senior centers. Is that how you all operate down oh, there? So um, what when Tara's- meet in person? Yes. So, so what uh, Tara's referring to is I'll say on our educational side, we were speaking at five different locations, either library, senior center. Um, we're very fortunate to have many in San Diego. And we would go through a series of 12, um, there would be 12 case studies uh, and educational pieces, all education. So if I spoke, I was just speaking about options in housing and who to contact. And then the NAIPC members that show up introduce themselves as well. So they're an added resource. Um, we had someone who uh, unfortunately 
had to leave our area, but she did a phenomenal job. She probably touched base with 20 different organizations um, in 2019. And we were kind of in line to being uh, teed up at all those spaces. We just needed one person to coordinate. Um, and obviously that um, took a grinding halt in 2020. <laughs> but we, we are right now, we're doing one senior center uh, because they all, that senior center actually has the capability to meet uh, via Zoom. That's awesome. So if there was someone that wanted to get in touch with you uh, professionally or also to learn more about the chapter there in San Diego, how would they contact you? So you're feel, feel free to use my email, which is my name, Julia Ewell at gmail.com. It's J-U-L-I-A-U-H-L-L at gmail.com. And you can always use that wonderful telephone, 858-705-1466. It's my only number. It's my cell. Uh, it, you know, I text, voicemail, all that good stuff. I, I do have a request. Anyone who works in our, in, with, our, with our seniors, please, 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 get a voicemail on your phone because when we refer people and they don't, they don't have anything or they can't leave a voicemail, it's very challenging. I think you're speaking to me directly on that one because I think I still have that please leave a message voicemail on my phone. But at least, you may, at least you have a please leave a message instead of voicemail is full or a busy signal because somebody doesn't want to have a voicemail, they just want to text. Well, that's true. Ryan, do you have any closing thoughts, words of wisdom for us today? You always have some jewel. I'm absolutely shocked that people don't have a voicemail. I just think that's crazy. I, I assume if you don't have a voicemail, it's because you have bill collectors coming after you. That's what I always assume. Uh, I only assume that because there was when I was out in Colorado at the time during the Great uh, Recession, and there was a guy that I worked with that got laid off, and he got rid of his voicemail because he, he had so many bill collectors coming after him. So that's where I learned that but um no i mean that's not my words of wisdom but yeah i agree put your voicemail uh together i mean it's unbelievable in our in my business we get business all the time from people who said well we called two or three other agencies but nobody picked up the phone or nobody you know so even if you have a voicemail get somebody to pick up the damn phone like they 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 there are people calling to give you money pick up the phone um so it's it's always surprising but um Thank you so much, Julia, for coming on the podcast. And uh, I think that's that's good. And I picked up some some stuff from you because I think these case studies are a good idea um, to have with our chapter because our chapter is a smaller one. So, or I should say it's a newer one. So, um, and smaller probably too, but it's newer. So we're always trying to kind of, uh, you know, kind of grow and trying to get it, uh, get it a little bit more stable and a little bit better of a foundation under our, our feet. So thank you so much for your words of wisdom. And thank you, Tara, for, um, for being, being with me and reminding me of this, this meeting yesterday. I appreciate that as well. It's always fun. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Julia. With thank that you. being said, thank you all for listening to Conversations with Tara and Ryan with Julia Yule. And please reach out to her if you have any um, interest in her services or the NAIPC San Diego chapter. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. Have a great day.